Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey there, and how do you do, Doug Mellard? Hey, Doug Benson. What up? <laughs> we got a good one today. Ooh. You're going to like this guy. Do you like Mad Men? I sure do. How do you feel about Happy Men? Uh, not as fun as Mad Men. Okay, well, this guy is both. He played <laughs> Harry Crane on the TV show Mad Men, but in real life, he's a very nice guy. Uh Harry, not so much. We'll get into that and lots more with Richard Olin Summer II. Yeah. Or as as most of the world know him, Rich Summer. Let's go to work. Hey, Rich Summer, what are you doing? I'm just hanging out. What are you doing? <laughs> hey, Rich Summer, how's your winter? <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. This is a joint. It's a three. It's a party line call that we're doing with my uh, my friend, Doug Mellard, who's also a comedian. Doug, say hi to Rich. Hello, Rich. What's hi, up? Doug. How are you? Good, 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 good. Glad to have you. Yeah, Maybe. other Doug, or uh, sometimes I call him Melly Mel, is uh, very excited that uh, we're talking to you today. And, uh, you know, of course, I am as well. You're always a, a great guest on uh, Doug Loves Movies. And um, I think you're probably up for what we do here today. We talk about uh, just names in general. Sure. And, uh, so... Your name, there's a lot to uh, work with. It's a lot to unpack with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, uh, you really might want to think about a second bag or, or something to uh, put all of this stuff because you have one of those names. It's like, uh, I'll just go through them one at a time. Let's just start with, uh, you're given a birth name. Your first name is Richard. That's right. So you're one of those guys. How did you uh, uh, dodge uh, being called Dick? Like, well, how'd you get to Rich from Richard? <laughs> well, my uh, I'm named after my father. Uh, I am the second, uh, oh. and he. Oh would, yeah, he would... I was going to get to that fanciness. I know that's that's to the end. I'm sorry to spoil <laughs> the end, but but for now, um, it, 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 I do have to bring it up to answer your initial question because my dad uh, has always gone by Dick, and so I. Uh, believe they allowed me to <laughs> dodge that little bullet uh, under the auspice of uh, being able to tell who was being asked for on the phone. Uh, so they went with Rich. I, I was Richie to a lot of uh, family growing up. 
Um, sure. Still, still at times Richard to some uh, teachers or creditors, uh, but otherwise uh, <laughs> I, I've always really identified as a, as a rich. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's worked out great. I mean, uh, <laughs> just, you know, just the whole concept that we talk about a lot of uh, nominative determinism, the, sure. the name rich has got to be up there for like how many, you know, poor riches could, you know, I'm sure they exist, but it just seems like just a formula for success to already call yourself rich. I guess so. I, I never owned it, uh, owned it as the adjective, really. I just sort of liked the, uh, I don't know. I just always felt like, like a rich. And, and, and in fact, uh, it, it, the last time I truly considered it, um, was when I, when I joined, uh, SAG back in 2000, I guess it was three. And I had to decide what my, what my name, what my professional name was going to be. And I, I always thought I would be <laughs> Richard Olin summer, the uh, second, as, <laughs> as an actor. And I thank whatever's up there every day that I went, you know, I think I should just go with rich summer. It just feels more like me. Uh, boy, I'm glad I did that. Boy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, people will just, uh, you know, shorten it up for you anyway, you know, yeah. with, a, with a lot of names. Cause like I, technically with SAG, I am Douglas Benson. Cause there was a Doug Benson when I joined. Uh, so I had to go Douglas. I maybe even went middle, middle name. Wow. And, um, but I've, I've only been credited to that like once or twice in my whole career because just when the paperwork gets going, nobody writes down Douglas, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I, I walk out of it with the, my preferred way to be called. I mean, I always thought it was interesting. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman obviously went by Phil and like William H. Macy goes by Bill. I think it's, I, I, I always think it's kind of interesting when people set their professional name to be something different than their personal name. But in, in like William H. Macy's case and, and Doug, you probably, uh, Doug Benson, you probably Douglas Benson. I'm sorry. I, I remember this now. Um, uh, you, you, you probably already know this, but that he, he wanted to be Bill Macy in the union, but there was right. another Bill Macy in the union. And yeah. so he, he had to go with William H. Macy. And that obviously that is what he's known as, but anyone who's ever, had the chance to shake his hand. He, he, I, I'm, I'm told, but introduces himself as bill. So I ah, think, yeah. um, I think that's how he identifies in his day to day as bill, but his, his working name is William. And I'm just, I'm just glad I never had to make that switch. I just, um, and <laughs> I'm just old rich summer where, wherever I am. Yeah. And also though, uh, you know, William H. Macy is one of the better actors at playing con men and, uh, David Mamet characters. So like, uh, uh, you know, he's going to set you back by telling you a different name right out of the gate That's than, right. what you, than what you've just said to him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's comforting and also like, well, hey, what's he uh, trying to pull here? Yeah, what's he up to? Uh, what are you up to there? <laughs> why, why, why are we so informal so quickly? Uh, you know, I just met you. Because, you know, but that's the thing is like, I'm sure he's just a, a sweetheart because, I mean, the lack of heat he got for what went down on the college scandal and Felicity Huffman, that, right. that how little his name was brought up and he must've known something. He must've been like sitting around, you know, the house when these things were happening. Right. I found that all 
fascinating how because because <laughs> um uh and now i'm forgetting her name all of a sudden um becky Lori laughlin uh, yeah Lori laughlin and her husband yeah. were always named together but somehow even though they're by all uh, my understanding uh married and and sharing a, a home and everything he he just uh was like unaffiliated with that whole situation he was probably questioned by the police and he just did that sad puppy dog, you know, sniffled with the eyes, got off scot-free. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I guess he might have some plausible deniability for just being like working on a show like Shameless, which he pro- I, I'm sure he was when mm-hmm. all of this was happening. I mean, he could have just, you know, claimed to not really be involved in figuring out his daughter's college because he's on set for 12 hours a day, you know, or whatever. Um, but I don't yeah, know. Uh, it's, I don't it's, know. Really, yeah. it's really unusual. <laughs> but even the media didn't like, uh, you know, drag him into it. No, no. You I know, mean, and good. I mean, it's fi- fine by me. Look, I, 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 hope he, <laughs> I hope he goes on to be fully free of it the whole time. But it, it, I just found it to be interesting. Yeah, he didn't, like, he, didn't, he didn't like try to be like, no, I, I'm the one that should go to jail. He didn't do that move. You know, he let Felicity go to jail. That's true. Uh, I believe so. I, I would believe that that was a decision they came to together. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, Bill, Bill's better with the kids. Felicity, you go to the uh, you go to the minimum security spa prison. And because uh, she must not have been in a real prison. Right. I don't. I listen. If it has the word prison on it, I don't want to go there. So I'm not sure. Where she was, but. but let Rich. What if you were in uh, Portugal or oh. uh, some parts of uh, Scandinavia? They have like uh, prisons where you know you're just on the honor system and you have a nice little room and you can go outside, but you just you know you got to stay there. Nah, it's still written down somewhere. I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right, let me just write. I'll write it down here. Rich Summer never wants to go to prison for any reason. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what, how do you feel about, can, can we, uh, will you watch a screening of Shawshank Redemption with the doors locked? Oh, listen, I, <laughs> <laughs> we won't let you out until the prison movie is over. Will you do that? <laughs> oh God, we're flirting. We're flirting with something uh, nerve wracking, but uh, I'll try it. I'll try it. That's, that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. I, 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 I don't great. know if I could sit through any movie knowing we've locked the door and we won't unlock it until the movie's over. You know, it's immediately a part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie. This, you're, you're, it's, it's. Um, I, I don't, I don't ever use this word, but this is triggering. Is this what it means? You're, you're reminding yes. me of something from my, my youth. Uh, I went. So this is interesting. Uh, a friend of mine in high school. Uh, he, he's since passed away, unfortunately. But Rich Hooley. Uh, great guy. God, great guy. Great guy. Anyway, Rich and I went uh, with a whole big group to uh, we were seniors in high school and we went to this uh, a friend of ours was in a youth group and the youth group was throwing a big party at a place called The Barn in uh in my hometown of uh, Stillwater, Minnesota. And The Barn was sort of, I guess, like an event space, but it really was just like a barn on a on a pretty uh, large farm area. And at the event, it was like capture the flag and everyone's having fun and the, you know, it starts to get dark and uh, they say, Hey, everyone, come on into the barn. We're going to show a movie. And it's one of those movies where like the, 
you know, the teenagers get in the car crash and they have to go to St. Peter. And they, I mean, it's like, it was a super religious uh, thing. Wow. And, and I got the heebie jeebies and I was like, I got to rich, let's get out of here. And rich I'm, I'm six one. And I was already about six one in high school. Julio was like six foot four, five, something. I mean, he was a big dude. And we went to the door and there was this dude, Carl, who was in front of the door. And uh, Carl was just a, a weenie, little dude. And, and, uh, we said, Hey, Carl, we're going to, we're going to take off. He said, why don't you, why don't you wait till the end of the movie? And, uh, uh, I said, well, actually, I think we're just going to go Carl. And he said, ah, why don't you wait till the end of the movie? And he just kept repeating. Why don't you wait till the end of the movie? <laughs> and so finally we said, fine, Carl, we'll watch the movie. And we stood with our arms folded next to Carl and watched this movie projected on the side of a barn, all about how you have to, you know, uh, uh, accept Jesus to, to get oh, to heaven. If you die in a car crash and if you were drinking, you're, you're screwed anyway. And you know, whatever. Uh-uh. And then the movie finally ended. And uh, we said, can we go now, Carl? And Carl said, why don't you hang out for the discussion? And we were like, oh, Carl. And it's just, you know, <laughs> just skin start. So when you mention watching Shawshank Redemption with the doors locked, I, I actually am not sure I could do it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Those things are terrible. Like I had, uh, you know, a friend that was super religious in high school and, you know, and he was in the drama club and then, you know, eventually was, you know, of course, uh, came out as gay, but it was obvious at the time, but like also had very religious family. So, it was, you know, it was pretty rough for him. And uh, one night uh, he was like, hey, our church is having movie night and, uh, you know, you love movies. <laughs> not, not Kirk Cameron movies. So, yeah, it wasn't, you know, Kirk Cameron wasn't in that game yet, but uh, <laughs> that, it was when I was a kid, but, but it was still... I just got roped into sitting through a thing that, yeah, every time I see a Kirk Cameron movie, cause I've, I've actually watched a lot of them. Oh, yeah. um, uh, they're very triggering for the time that, uh, you know, the same thing happened where I watched this whole, a whole movie that has like a very strong religious theme and is not a good movie. And then discussion, uh, you know, maybe some punch, but basically, uh, you know, it was just, I was just miserable the entire time. It just, <sighs> only reaffirmed my lack of interest in church stuff. I mean, it certainly, I, I, at the time was kind of in the game and, and it was one of those things that was sort of pushing me uh, toward the edge of the nest. I will say was uh, <laughs> being locked in that barn. And I was like, I don't think this is how it works guys. Like this is not, <laughs> it's not working for me. <laughs> you know, just can we project it on the outside of the barn? <laughs> we, just give me a little air, on this. Can we be on the freedom side? <laughs> Sometimes a man's got to run. <laughs> um, <laughs> that could happen so um well we're all tr- are you triggered too doug uh i mean i'm triggered for rich right now that's <laughs> horrible i don't think i had an experience quite like that but nobody ever uh, really forced religion on you at a, at a young age uh not really i think my parents realized that we didn't love going to church and eventually they just kind of you know backed off on it a little bit i think but yeah, because they didn't want to go either. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think like <laughs> they, they tried, but we yeah. started out in a small town in South Texas, and then we moved to like the Dallas area. And the churches they tried there got way too political, like mm. you know, like it got way too kind of almost dirty or something. So they didn't enjoy that anymore. They 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 didn't like that. They missed the small town community part of it. So 
They were like, screw it. You guys hopefully learned enough. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> I just want to know who, who just got mail. I, that might have been me. I, I think know. it was you. It wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> it's Meg Ryan. <laughs> I wish farts sounded like that. <laughs> put, some, put some fun in it. All right. Back to Rich. Back to this name of yours. Mm. Because... You avoided the dick, which is great. And then no one knows your middle name is Olin. Yeah. Yeah. O-L-E-N. That's right. That's right. How does, how does that happen? Well, <laughs> again, my, my dad was, was uh, given the same uh, middle name. And it oh. was, uh, his grandfather was Olin, uh, was his first name. And uh, so it was a it's a family name. And in fact, we were kind of close to when we had narrowed down uh, names for our son, we had uh, considered using Olin as a first name and my wife's maiden name as a middle name. Uh, and then it just sort of like, you know, we were like, do we want him to be an Oli? Do we want him to be? <laughs> a land do we want them to be like these are the real yeah options. you gotta extrapolate everything people are gonna do with it exactly and uh uh i think patrick ended up being a much more uh a much safer name for him <laughs> but now that you mention it though if 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 you ever do you know if any of us run across an olin or if there are any olins listening i think lenny would be a fun yeah lenny name for an olin yeah lenny could work yeah. But, I, but now I know him and I know that, you know, part of this is whether it's nominative, nominated, oh shit, determinism. Yeah, or, I, can, I can barely say it myself. And I've said, I say it every, every show. I'll nailed say, it. Nailed I'll say it. Whether it's causal or correlative, um, I'm not sure. But I will say that, you know, I look at him now and I cannot imagine calling him Lenny. It just, I can't, it's, it's simply impossible. He's such a Patrick. Um, but I think, you know, that's how it goes. You, you both, he grew into that name and that name has changed meaning for me to mean him. So it's, it's tough to imagine him any other name. Right. Right. Of course. And, but you also like you yourself were shielded from any weirdness with Olin or, you know, or people yeah. just wondering what that, you know, misspelling it went by middle names. That's the thing is they rarely have anything to do with nominative determinism, but in your case, I think it might just because the whole name sounds so classy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's nigh regal. <laughs> it's not like Richard Harvey Summer. Right. You know? right. It's like <laughs> Richard Olin Summer and then adding the second at the yeah. end. Uh, it's crazy. But so I wanted to ask you about Summer because mm -hmm. uh, does anybody spell it right the first try? Not a soul. No, but, yeah. uh, unless, unless they're German, you know, my, I, my dad and I went to Munich a few years back and it was shocking to see summer it, it spelled that way is almost like Smith over there. It is everywhere. It's the name of a big trucking company and it's a ton of people's last names. And it's of course how they spell the season summer. Um, and so <laughs> it's, it's a little simpler over there, but it was fascinating to see because here, nobody ever, uh, they either, make it S-U-M-M-E-R, or mm -hmm. Sumner, or Summers, uh, like Mark Summers, <laughs> or Suzanne Summers. Uh, and it is uh, it is always, I did get a piece of mail once to Rick 
D. Summers III. And it was fascinating that they screwed up every single aspect of my name. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a real, they're really going for it. Was, it. it was a humdinger, that piece of yeah. mail. <laughs> um, and then, well, also, do you get the uh, people wanting to spell it with a A-R at the end because of uh, the success of Midsommar? <laughs> I haven't. I don't know that that's circled back to my name quite yet. But uh, you know, in a, as that as that movie continues gaining cult status, I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's a possibility. Yeah, I, I don't. I still don't understand. Like I, I like you were saying, it's, it's summer is spelled S O M M E R. It's pretty standard. Like the the A R spelling is that just uh, the guy that made that movie just be, being wacky, or is that also common? I think that's uh, maybe, what was it, like a Norwegian-type spelling of it? Yeah, of, um, yeah. I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was uh, Scandinavian or whatever. <laughs> 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 and then uh, the second, so you've made the strong decision to not uh, have your son be the third. That's right. It was uh, definitely uh, brought up. Um, by me on, I believe, behalf of my father and was a relatively <laughs> short-lived conversation. <laughs> well, it's just the, you know, as cool as the, you know, passing those things down is, like the, the same name in the same household can be a real aggravating uh, situation and somebody has to pick, you know, use a different name. And, yeah. that, you know, you certainly don't want to call your own son Richard to, to, to differentiate from no. you, you know. No, I mean, <laughs> that's but, more but was, of the old man name. It was also like there, the, the things I considered were, you know, be, by virtue of me being a second and not a junior, maybe someone down the line will be a, I mean, you could be a third to a junior anyway, but someone down the line could be a, a third. But I didn't want my son, should he choose to have kids, to feel then compelled to have a Richard the Fourth, uh, because it just feels. But but then there are other families like, for example, we uh, our friend Eugene Cordero is, I believe, the ninth. Um, wow! In his family, the uh, ninth Eugene. Eugene, I can't remember his middle name off the top of my head, but Cordero, full name, I believe he is the ninth. I think that's, that's right. That's like that's the only reason to name somebody Eugene. I mean, they got to keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> once once you got you know once you're hit nine innings you gotta finish the game you know you gotta keep going <laughs> that's crazy like because because that was like um uh ended up being my brother's middle name but he really thought he dodged a bullet by not having eugene as a first name because like especially in the 70s that like the nerd in greece is called eugene like, it's just sort of, uh, you know, I unfortunately, that, it's one of those names that's associated with uh, like nerdiness. Yeah, I, I get that. But I have to say, I think Eugene uh, Cordero, you know, he's he's an actor. He's been in. He's yeah, in he's Kong great. Still Island and he's, you know, he's, he I've known that dude for. I, well, the longest that I've known anyone in the comedy world, he would he and I took our level one at UCB in 2003 together. And he is. I think uh, uh, one of the the leaders for change in, in in making Eugene a very cool ass name. I mean that guy. I mean wears the last well. name really the last name really pumps it up. Yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. and then also he's very as an actor his his you know his main thing is funny uh, yes. like awkwardness. He's very good at awkward. 
Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he's great. And uh, but yeah, there's something about I just to look at him. You don't you don't think Eugene is like I'm talking about like just some you know goofy look you know some white guy named Eugene. Oh, I get it. It's like you know Gilbert. Like, uh, you know it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. of the it, Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, there, there's got to yeah. be a Eugene in there somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and Eddie Deason was Eugene in the in the in Greece, and of course, I think in every iteration of Greece, uh, the, you know, the uh, the nerd is called Eugene because it's like yes. you know they're just like, hey, Eugene. There's just something about it, you know. It's easy <laughs> to. Uh, but my parents, I've probably said this on the show before, so to the very short version. But uh, my parents, if I was a girl, were going to name me Eleanor. So mm. that's one of the you know reasons, probably one of the only reasons I'm glad I'm a boy instead of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, avoiding that, that, and uh, you know the having to have a body that uh, is supposed to make children, even if I don't want to. <laughs> Those are my two things that make me glad to not be a girl. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm great to have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the uh, the full name Richard Olin Summer the second. That's uh, that's pretty snooty. That's pretty snooty. <laughs> it, is, it is absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I think like you uh, you're kind of uh, you're bred for success, and um, you know at least at least with the last name Summer you're you're you know bred to be successful at least three months out of the year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know where I'm not yeah. that successful usually is the airport because it, because the two is on my my social security card and my passport. Oh God! I have to have it on everything. Oh and, God! Uh, it at airports <laughs> uh, buying plane tickets they just do not know how to do a suffix on a name, uh -huh. so they just add it as two lowercase i's to summer. So I have been, I, whenever they call me uh, at the airport, they say, um, Richard Sumeri, please, to the daughter, Richard Sumeri. <laughs> I'm like, well, who, what name, what name ends with two i's that you presume? Sumeri, like even in Italy, it would only be one i. I don't, I'm not sure why. They yeah, are. the double i really doesn't. Uh... Doesn't make sense. <laughs> wow. Read right, but like. No. Summary. That's so. I thought you were at first. I thought you were going to say they come up with summary. <laughs> you know. No, that would that would make sense too. Yeah. Oh, what is, what, is, what is summary outfit you're wearing today? <laughs> um, well, uh, this has been great so far. We need to go to a break for uh, uh, you know in case someday the show gets sponsors. We need to leave a hole for the ads. <laughs> so we'll do the hat and we'll be uh, right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. We're here with Rich Summer. We talked about how you uh, got the Richie nickname. Mm -hmm. uh, that people went to Richie. Uh, do your friends, a lot of your close friends now call you Richie? No, I have, uh, you know, I had some girlfriends who called me Richie. Uh, uh -huh. very, very rarely. And my, my aunts and uncles will still call me Richie. Um, but no, the, I've got a couple of friends who, who, uh, insist on calling me, calling me Richard, which it's endearing from them. So I'll allow it. Uh, but otherwise I'm, I really don't, I don't claim that as my, uh, as my name. I had a friend at, um, I worked at a summer camp for a couple of summers and I had a friend there who called me. <laughs> you worked at Solmer Camp? <laughs> I did work at Solmer Camp. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> He called me Roly for the Richard and the Olin put together. And I kind of liked that. I thought that was uh, fun because no one else was a Roly. So I liked that. But <laughs> yeah. otherwise, yeah, Rich is pretty you much You just it. don't want to be a fat Roly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to earn the Roly. I understand. Yeah, you don't want to be Roly plus Poly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you just want to be Roly, but, you know, and but springing into action. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um uh so uh any other nicknames is what i was driving at like did uh any other nicknames emerge in your in your youth or or even now i'm trying to think of other nicknames uh not real i mean roly is the only sort of non-traditional nickname i can remember having otherwise no, I, some, yeah, Richie, Rich, Richard, that's it. I, I have no patience for Rick. I have no patience for Dick. Um, I can, I can muster the patience for Richie or Richard in the right circumstances. Otherwise I just, uh, you know, like Matt Jones said, uh, uh, recently on your show, I, I just, you know, I'm just rich. <laughs> He didn't call himself rich. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was co-opting his statement and, and uh, changing it to mine. But yes, you understand. Yes, I do, and I but I love a guest that does you know does the research, listens to the the, the previous episode. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but you know, you're a pro. Uh, I got to just say really quickly that you uh, you know you let us into your your room where you are set up for I assume for whenever you need to make a, a remote appearance mm -hmm. uh, on anything. And uh, behind you was a dazzling array of uh, just shelf after shelf of board games. Yeah. Yeah. Where did the, uh, where did the fascination with and collection of board games, how'd that get going? I always liked board game. I mean, I always liked games as a kid, um, card games and, and sort of standard publicly available games. And then when I was in uh, grad school in Cleveland in um, 03, 02, something like that, there was a, uh, a game store that was going out of business in Tower City, downtown Cleveland. And I went in there and the, the games were on deep, deep discount. And I, I just was looking around like I've never heard of these games. And I wrote a few down and I went home and, and looked them up. And when I was looking up uh, these games, I found this website called Board Game Geek. And <laughs> I've always described this in the same way because it's the only way I can think about it. When I was in health class in college, they said that um, children of alcoholics usually have one of two responses the first time they drink alcohol. One is sort of like an allergic 
flushed response. But the other response is a feeling of, oh, that's what was missing the whole time. And when I saw Board Game Geek, the website, I just had this feeling of, that's what I was looking for. I didn't even know I was looking for this and I found it. And it, it just completely, it, it, I, uh, that day, an entire, my, like my lifestyle was born because games are truly a big part of my lifestyle. It was just, I did an internet search and went, holy shit, this is a thing. I, and it's me, I'm it. So that was it. What's gonna happen if uh, your son doesn't have a passion for this? He doesn't. Or <laughs> oh, it's already uh, happened. It's yep. already uh, that, clear. That already happened. My my daughter and my son. My my daughter is a little bit older than him. They both. I think it's like when you try to. Um, it's like a, you know, my 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 father in law was an insurance guy. He owned his uh, small business insurance company in Minnesota, and he always hoped that the family would go into the business, and so he had them around. You know, had his kids working at the office on weekends and things like that. And I think all of them were like, I just. I just didn't want to do insurance. You know, I, I saw it and I didn't want to, I saw how the sausage was made. And I, I think my kids are similar. I have been putting board games in front of them since they were infants. <laughs> and um, they, for them, it's like, I don't know, it's like being a pastor's kid who uh, becomes an atheist. I think they just don't care. They see board games, they're like, oh, Jesus, he's going to talk about board games again. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, for them, unfortunately, the, the shine is not there. At least it's not being pushed on them by a guy named Carl in a barn, you know? It'd be <laughs> worse. Play the game. Why don't, yeah. you just, why don't you just roll the dice? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, another name that is heavily associated with you and must be thrown at you on occasion when somebody uh, can't pull your actual name? Uh, is uh, you must hear Harry Crane from time to time. I do. I do. Happy, happy to hear it. Yes. And is it what? What's the uh, trajectory of that? Like when Mad Men was on, when it was on, was it more intense or is it more intense now? Because the show just continues to be a thing that people, more and more people, are you know catching up to it or whatever. Yeah, I think it was. <clears throat> it was really, really intense. The particularly the last couple seasons of the show, and then the the two or three years following the end. Um, it was pretty intense. I, I remember, you know, uh, my wife and I went to New York uh, for something. I don't remember. We were uh, hailed a cab and a guy was getting out of the cab. And at this point, a couple people had had recognized me from Mad Men and said, oh, that you're on Mad Men. And uh, it's like, yeah. But this was the first guy as he got out of the cab. He said, oh, shit, that's Harry Crane. And I, I got in the I got in the thing. We shut the door and Virginia was like, he knew your name. It was as exciting for him to have known my character's name as it, as it then became when someone actually knew my real name eventually, sometimes, rarely. Um, but that was, it was so, I was like, oh my God. Because Matt Weiner always said, he, he the guy who created Mad Men, he yeah. wanted to write the show in as realistic a way as possible, the dialogue. And so he almost never had characters saying each other's names. They were only really said as they were being introduced to someone else. It was rare that someone would come in and say, hey, Harry, uh, you know, it just because that's not what we do in regular day to day speaking. Um, yeah. And so he he always remarked, I'll be shocked if anyone knows any of your characters names, because the only one we say on the show is Don Draper or Dick Whitman. Uh, otherwise, we don't nobody gets their names said. And it, it took a, a little while, but people eventually got them. 
Yeah, and I feel like Harry Crane's probably one that when they do say it and you're not in the scene, they say Harry Crane. Yes, you know they they use the full name a lot. Yes, yeah, with with (laughs) with a fair amount of disdain, I think as well. Yeah, but you're not, you know, yeah. But that's the other thing I was going to say is that like uh, again with the whole name thing and how it affects the person. Like, does the fact that there's something about you know, I mean, the character wasn't like a villain, but obviously there's there's some issues with Harry Crane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when people on the show and in real life say Harry Crane, there's seen, there's kind of like some anger in it, like kind of yeah. like, you know, they're yeah. saying it in a in a, you know, derogatory way. Um, like, does that that never hurts you at all? You just feel like job well done. right? That's that's exactly it. I mean, I feel look, I was <laughs> I was given um an incredible opportunity to be on that show. And my job was to make a guy uh, as unlikable as they wrote him to be. And uh, I feel as though every time <laughs> someone says, oh, I hated your character, I feel like, uh, okay, then uh, the translation was successful uh, from <laughs> yeah. age to screen. And I'm, I'm pleased to hear it. Yeah, it's, like, it's like going up to Carol O'Connor and going, hey, Archie Bunker is such a racist. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, God, I don't know he's if so I racist. He's like, yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I am nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you think Harry Crane was a, a Herald or born a Harry? He was a Herald. He was, uh, I, I can't remember his middle initial, maybe T, I think, Harold T. Crane. Um, but he was uh, definitely a Herald. <laughs> that just sounds like a cartoon character or <laughs> somebody's going to try to sell you something. <laughs> well, I think like, even <laughs> in the beginning of the show, it's funny you, you bring this. Uh, it's it's. I like this podcast. I like the whole idea of the podcast because it, it is Funny, in the beginning of the show, his business cards said Harold Crane. And then by the end, they always said Harry. The signs on his door said Harry. He sort of, uh, they wrote it in, even uh, not explicitly. It just sort of happened that Harry became owning uh, of the name Harry rather than trying to be a Harold. Yeah. Which is, you know, generally cooler, but then in his case, it's like an attempt to be cooler. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, did you? Was that a uh, something they do with the sideburns in, in the seasons when you had them? Was that uh, uh, done on set, or did you have to walk around in real life with those sideburns? No, th- thank God. I mean, I did have to walk around with that hair. The hair was all mine, but the sideburns were applied <laughs> every day, so it was almost as bad. It really there was no. <laughs> At least the hair I could hide under a hat, uh, but the, uh, yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't have to grow those sideburns. In fact, I don't think I have, I'm not hirsute enough to grow those uh, sideburns. I'm, I don't grow a very full beard. Yeah, it's a, I have the same issue where it just comes in, you know, so spotty that like, if I ever did want to grow those, I don't think I could. No, no. But also it's just, it's kind of a, you know, it's a weird choice, but also it was like, that was like the last season or two, maybe. Yeah, that's right. As it was getting, you know, the, the as the years, you know, the show would progress through the years. And so you got more into the uh, uh, kind of uh, 70s look. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry was, you know, a, a guy who fancied himself uh, or at least wanted to position himself to be a, a Hollywood elite guy. And so he felt that he had to be on the, the hip tip. And I think that that's where those uh, sideburns came from. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, that's one of the one of the joys of the, that show and anything that takes place in that time period. It's just the uh, the, the clothes and the looks are so, uh, oh, yeah. uh, so great. <laughs> I was, I, I, there's a new show coming to HBO Max that um, I have just pop in on a couple of episodes, a very small role. But the show is called Minx, and it is uh, set in the 70s. It's about um, sort of like a, 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 a magazine uh it's like Playgirl, basically, uh, a women's uh, skin mag uh, from the 70s. And uh, getting to be on that set and seeing um, the costumes and the hair and the, of, of an unabashedly 70s show. I mean, set right in the 70s. It's really, uh, it is a wild time. It's, did you, it's gonna did be you, fun. Did you hold on to your sideburns for Mad Men for it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I did wear my glasses from Mad Men in oh, wow. um, a, another uh, show that is coming, uh, White House Plumbers from HBO, which is an, a sort of a retelling of the, uh, <laughs> the break-ins that led to the Watergate break-ins. I hope but, so, I'd hope so, because if it's not about that, <laughs> that is the weirdest premise for <laughs> plumbers that work at the White House. <laughs> but those, I'm sure they'd prefer I not say this out loud, but the glasses that I wear on that show are my exact glasses that I kept Whoa. from Mad Men uh, and wore in that show, because they just fit that it's time perfect. perfectly. So yeah. in this space. So. Yeah. And who can, you know, the people, the costume people and, and I guess props as well on that show were probably like, hey, those are perfect, you know? Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? They're <laughs> just so. going to give me another pair that looks exactly like that. So I might as well wear the ones that have prescription lenses in them. Oh, you really went for it. That's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, uh, we always like to ask everybody about the Dugs in their life because uh Doug, it seems to be everybody knows a couple of Dougs, but not too many. Uh, uh, other than the present company, are, right. are there any Dougs in your life? Yeah, there was a Doug that uh, when I when I worked at that summer camp that I mentioned, summer camp, uh, when I was a CIT counselor in training, um, one of the counselors that I ended up sort of uh, uh, tagging along with was named Doug. Um, he is now a Republican state senator in North Dakota, I believe. What? Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole, it's a, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah. And then there was another guy, uh, another Doug that I went to high school with. He always had a, a, a lot of hair, like very poofy pompadour type hair, uh, which was kind of bold for the 90s, but he, he rocked it well. Uh, I think he was on the swim team. And uh, that might be it. I don't know a ton of Dugs, and I'm probably forgetting a Doug or two uh, in, in the heat of the moment. But uh, yeah, are yeah, there any actors in Doug that you've uh, worked with? Any actors? <clears throat> probably. Oh God. Right. I mean, I, again, like there's not too many of them uh, out there. You know, like you probably never worked with Doug Savant. No, I don't think uh, so. Then there's Doug McClure, but he's uh, he's not with us anymore. There was Douglas Fairbanks. Uh, he he's, he's long. Yeah, <laughs> he got his pimpernel scarlet and did. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, Dugray, so Scott. yeah, Dugray. That that guy really likes to mm. throw a, a wrench into the whole you know the whole Doug situation. <laughs> that there's people out there named Dugray is uh, that's really confusing to me. You know, because I I do, I do think it's more of a Dugray rather than a Doug Gray. I mean, Doug Ray just sounds like Ray is the last name. 
Yeah. Or that, or that you have some sort of laser named Doug. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, that seems that that's par for the course. Uh, the, the not knowing too many Dougs and not even necessarily being uh, that close to the, the, uh, the Dougs that you do know. No, I think um, you're, you're, you might be my closest Doug. I'm your number one Doug. What about um, Doug? We did this. Uh, Matt Jones did this. Is your phone handy? Can you just run, type Doug in and see if there's anybody in your oh, good. Uh, oh, me, phone numbers that's a Doug? Let's find out right now, Doug. Uh, you throw, show up three times. Oh, no. I, I, I'm sorry. I keep moving and changing numbers. <laughs> it's okay. But that's it. It's just you. <laughs> Well, I am very, uh, I and Doug Bellard are honored to know that the two of us are, you know, basically your number one and two Dougs at this point. In your life. I mean, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I only just what met about... you, Doug Mellard. Yeah. Wow. Shut up towards the top. <laughs> uh, he just met you. This is crazy, but he wants you to call him maybe. Um, what Can I call you Rolly? Call me Rolly, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to call you. I'll call you Rolly from now on. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, riches that you've known? Because that's another thing we discuss is like, uh, in, the, in the case of Dugs, we don't tend to gravitate toward each other. Uh, Dugs don't seem to know many Dugs. So, like, what about riches other than your dad? Uh, have you been close to or? Well, you saying, uh, uh, yeah, you, you knew another rich, yeah, growing yeah, up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew Rich Hooley and I were friends. Uh, he was, uh, you know, like I said, great guy. Um, rich uh, was, there was a pastor rich at my church, not, not the church that did the barn uh, lock. And this was a, the church that I went to was a little bit more um, uh, <laughs> relaxed. And <laughs> he was, he was the pastor there. He was a towering figure in my life for a few years. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, of some other riches. I mean, you know, it's, it's fair to say that Doug and Rich, they're not super common names. I mean, they're not like a Matt or a, a John. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's fair to say that we wouldn't know too many of our own kind. I do know another Rich who's a producer uh, and also father of a, a kid that, that my kids were in school with. Um, but but other than those riches, I can't really think of any other riches off the top of my head. Maybe I'll look. Let me do the phone thing with Rich. Oh, oh okay. Shit show. Let's find out. Yeah, it might be some. You might be have some rich or. Oh well, there's Rich Vulture. Yes. Uh, there's one, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw his name when your when I was looking for your name earlier today in my <laughs> phone. <laughs> there's uh well a shrink that I had for a while was uh, his first name was Richard. Um. And then, uh, I, you know, I, I have a very small role in the movie King Richard. Uh, so that's that that was a, a, a fun to be around. Uh, you know, I was playing opposite in my scene, playing opposite Will Smith, who's playing a character named Richard. So that's uh, that's really as close as I can get. Did the two of you have a fun conversation about that? <laughs> no, we didn't have many fun conversations because and not, <laughs> not because he was no fun. He was delightful the time that I got to spend with him. But we shot it. It was the shooting was the filming was bisected by the COVID outbreak. So they oh. were filming in March of 2020. Then, of course, it got I was supposed to start work five days later and it all shut down. I didn't work again until November of 2020. And it was still in the very, um, you know, pre-vaccination, very tense set uh, going back to work in COVID times. 
hyper careful. Uh, so I was brought in to my own uh, room that was near the set with a big air purifier that was just blasting. They would bring me to the set. I would film a take. They would send me back. I would wait. So there wasn't any of that sort of jovial, uh, where are you from? You know, chit chat. The, it was yeah. it was pretty businessy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, less, less fun that part, but, but uh, it, it came out okay, which is good. Yeah, and you didn't, you know, you know, that's another, you know, another icon that when you know people say, you know, when you worked with him, you don't, you don't have to like roll your eyes, you know, like he is, uh, he's, he's, you know, it was a fun experience. Oh yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Because <laughs> um, he's a, he's in such an interesting place because he's he just was such a such a huge huge movie star and he mm -hmm. still is, but the you know the the, the whole game has shifted a little bit. And then also his home life and uh, every member of his family is up to something at any given time. <laughs> they, they do have a lot going on over there. In that <laughs> yeah, there was somebody's always whipping their hair back and forth or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, all right. This is uh, we're like, uh, I dare say, running out of time. This has gone by so fast. Um we always ask every guest, I guess if you listen to the uh, Matt Jones episode, you might have heard it. Uh, we ask everybody about uh, first gentleman Doug Emhoff, because he's obviously the the top Doug in the uh, oh, yeah. in the world right now, I would say. Uh, have you ever uh, had the pleasure of, have you ever been like in an event or something and met him and his no, wife? No, I, I have not. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I have not uh, had the pleasure. I don't. I haven't gotten to do many, um, you know, political. Th I remember during Mad Men when, you know, Ham and and Lizzie Moss and a couple other people went to like the the uh, uh, what is it called the press the press dinner in in. Oh DC. yeah, yeah. Um, that they they did a couple of those things. They have had a little more of that kind of interaction. Mine, I'm uh, I'm not so much. Uh, I haven't gotten to dabble in the political elite quite yet, but uh, yeah, I would I would be honored I would be honored to make Doug Emhoff one of my top dogs. Well, could, could your Doug that is like a senator in North Dakota maybe make it? Well, he's a state senator, uh, so it's a it's a it's a different thing. I'm not sure he's. And I also, having read some of his Facebook posts, am not sure they would have much to discuss. Uh, so yeah. I think. Um, I think it's safe to say they they no, also have not like, met. Yeah, no. When you when you told us about him earlier, I didn't even I didn't even perk up. Like, oh, there's a Doug we could try to get on the show because that's that'd be a bad idea, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like you're right about I I I just know that uh, uh, you know uh, Obama, like you know said. John Ham's first and last name to John Ham. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and it was just that that like that, that just that, that smooth Obama John Ham, yeah. you know, just like <laughs> just like the whole thing. I don't know what he would call Elizabeth Moss. He wouldn't call her Lizzie like you did. No, uh, he wouldn't be that informal. I don't think. No, he, but, he would uh, say Elizabeth Moss or something. But can you imagine having? I mean, uh, I, I, you've met a lot more people than I have, but I, I can't. There are some people like. You know, some people whose hands you, you shake that you can't believe you're shaking their hand. But I can't imagine having uh, Barack Obama say my name. 
I can't. I don't know what that would feel like to my face. I don't know what that would feel like. That would you know, weird. he would. Be, you know, if he saw you like from across the parking lot, he'd be like, "Harry Crane." Like, he, would be, <laughs> he would be into it if he saw you. I just know it. It feels like Mad Men is probably one of his favorite shows. He did. Um, <laughs> our our boss uh, Matt Weiner has a, a framed letter that that uh, then President Obama sent to him, yes. telling him how much he enjoyed the show. So. I do know he has seen the show, which is. Oh, that's great. I, I just love, I love that. I love whenever, like one time I uh, was doing a show, I, I did a set at a club in San Francisco on a night when, for whatever reason, oh yeah, it's because Dave Chappelle was the, like the headliner, but uh, uh, Al Gore was there. <laughs> so like, you know, and they brought him in well before Dave went on and Dave doesn't go on, you know, this was years ago, but even then he doesn't go on until he feels like going on and then he does a really long show. And, um, so like, uh, uh, you know, there was like, I didn't only, I wasn't even on the bill. I just said, Hey, can I go on? Because, you know, they had to do something until Dave Chappelle showed up. Right. So, uh, I got up and, uh, just, I just, you know, I just did dumb weed jokes or whatever, but like just knowing that Al Gore, is sitting there having to hear my act. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to get in his face because that's another thing. I, if I do know a celebrity's in the room, I like to like go stand near them to see if I can get a compliment out of them. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have that opportunity because he's surrounded by uh, Secret Service. But uh, yeah. uh, but just knowing that he was subjected to like you know ten minutes of you know my nonsense just. <laughs> makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> you have those 10 minutes forever. He will never have them again. Those are your 10 minutes. <laughs> they really are for me as, as has been for the three of us this last hour, this has been oh, great segue. So much fun. I, you know, we may have to, if, if you wouldn't mind, we might have to have you back oh, uh, sure. sometime just, and, and you know, I don't know if we've done this yet. I don't know if we've had somebody on, for more than one episode, but there's just still so much more uh, to talk about. Um, do you have anything, Rich, that you'd like to uh, tell people to look out for? Uh, you know, anything to plug? Um, no, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> do you do you uh, do you podcast about board games uh, at this point? No, I used to. Um, I haven't in a while. It's uh, it's a lot of work having a podcast. You guys are <laughs> you guys are are putting in the time. I yeah. I got sort of burnt out on it, but I I enjoyed it while it lasted. Yeah, and maybe uh, you know, I mean, you could you could still just release an episode every once in a while if you felt like it, right? Just release yeah. it into the same feed. I, th I think about it once in a while, but uh, I don't know. It's you just, know, maybe they'll get, uh, maybe a. Maybe a board game will come along to just you know like sweep you off your feet, and you just you know you're just so in love with it, you want to you know share it with the world. That's that is the most likely scenario to get me back uh, doing it. So so maybe that will happen. I'm open to it. Well, all right, I'm gonna sit with uh, my breath my breath baited, and uh, <laughs> Doug Doug Mellard, what would you like to uh, promote, buddy? Yeah, I'm gonna give up my my promotional time to just say I just saw that. Rich played a Doug. What? In the Devil Wears Prada. Of course. Of course I did. Oh, my gosh. Do they ever say Doug it. out loud in Devil Wears Prada? Or someone, are you just there? No, someone does. I think, I think Anne Hathaway says it in a throwaway, like an ad lib thing. She, they say, I think when they say you're a corporate research analyst, I believe she might have tagged it with Doug. 
Uh, I could be wrong. I could be You're wrong. You're a yes, corporate I, research I, analyst, Doug. Doug. <laughs> Such vitriol built into that Doug. Yeah, no, it really, it does, like, it's a name where you can really, you know, it's a fine point when somebody goes, blah, 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 Doug, at the end of a sentence. Like, it really, you know, and it's just like those commercials with the, uh, the insurance commercials with the emu. There's like, you know, the emu and Doug, you know, it's always just like, it's like downer that there's a Doug. In Have you had that guy on? You got to get that guy. I want to get that guy, but he's slippery. Like he doesn't, uh, he doesn't like social media in a way that I can sneak mm. into his DMS or anything. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, but you know, we definitely have been talking about him, you know, he'd probably be my second uh, most in line after, after Doug. Doug Emhoff. Emhoff. <laughs> we'll get the emu. Maybe he'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Oh, I'm going to be in Portland this Saturday at uh, Helium Comedy Club. It's a gas. Uh, it's at 420. It's Doug Loves Movies. And uh, lots of Doug Loves Movies dates coming up in the uh, next few months. So look for that in like Miami, Orlando, San Diego, you know warm places during this during these, <laughs> nice. during these during these terrible terrible times called winter um <laughs> we always end the show with like some sort of doug pun that is sort of related to the guest and i haven't i haven't really thought of one while we've been talking have you thought of anything doug ryan you want to chime in there ryan i think uh, he had one doug oh man. he did yeah oh doug men yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow all right <laughs> so, so it'll say uh you know rich uh doug men with rich uh, summer so that's uh that's it's been decreed thank you rich thank you guys thanks, uh, thanks Doug. We'll, we'll see y'all next time as always uh doug men <laughs> got it